today on City Cash Chicago. As teachers, we often have a unique view into the emotional lives of our students. We can tell when they become more withdrawn or distracted. Teaching and learning over Zoom has made connecting with students more difficult. I know I've been struggling as a professor. Today we hear from a student and teacher about the challenges of the last two years and how even over Zoom, art can help bridge those gaps. It's Tuesday, March 15th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. I draw a lot, and I started painting this year, and I'm also starting sculpture now. I like to draw characters and worlds and, like, create stories and, like, yeah, and like fantasy worlds. Leah Gassner is 15 years old and a sophomore at Chicago Academy for the Arts. She talked to CityCast's Carrie Shepard. Is it like sort of escape? Does it offer kind of like reading does for many of us? Like, does it offer you like a nice escape? I don't know if it's so much escape. I think, I think there's just a ton of things that I think are really cool in this that are like that we don't really have in this world that I kind of want to bring more to life. I don't know, like magical powers and like weird, like plants and trees and like different like machines that aren't really possible. Tell me more about that. What, like what? I don't know. Just like weird scenar- scenarios that would never actually happen in this like world. Yeah. I just like exploring like a ton of possibilities like in my art. Carrie also talked to Leah's teacher, Margie Stover, the head of visual arts at Chicago Academy for the Arts. Let's talk about the pandemic from an educator's point of view, especially teaching, uh, you know, something like art that is this visual but also tactical something, uh, sort of practice and medium. What, what was that like in the beginning days? It was uh, super challenging. The thing, and I think this goes for my fellow teachers as well, I mean, the students are what kept us going. You know, it's like we kind of had to, you know, be strong for them, act like we're everything was fine for us, that we're going to make it through. We were really proud of the, the online shows we did because students were still growing and it was kind of... Um, we tried new things on Zoom. We had students talk about their work. So every student in the department with their families and like grandparents in California or whatever could could also, you know, see the exhibit. So things like that were kind of high points. I don't think I'm just speaking for myself, but really if it wasn't for the students, I don't know like how I would have gotten through, you know, the pandemic. You know what I mean? Like they were the bright spot. How do you do that when you know, from through a computer screen when you can't, you know, work with the students and the paint and all the other parts of of being an artist. You feel like a very uh, silly, what's his name? Bob. uh, Bob Ross. (laughs) Yeah, you feel like when you're doing a demo, you know. But again, you know, you know, students would take pictures of what they were working on, share it. And uh I mean, what, Leah, we did something ridiculous one day when I had everybody, like, go outside, you know, and so we were all, like, drawing up, you know, with, with our phone on Zoom, but, like, we're out describing what we're seeing, and then we would try and... Yeah, I remember, like, we were describing, like, we were, I remember I was, like, at the park, and we were all, like, on Zoom on our phones, and, like, we're, like, all right, it's, like, 
big. It's like a lamppost. It has this. And like, it was kind of funny to see everyone's drawings that were so different. Margie, how did you see your students change for better or worse during this time, this strange time of the pandemic? That's an interesting question. Um, I don't know, Leah, do you have any thoughts about that? Like how watching your peers change or? Everyone spent like a lot more time online and on the internet, which definitely like influenced them. I feel because I feel like at the beginning of the pandemic, I was on the internet a lot. And I don't know about for everyone, but I know for me, it definitely was not good for me and like hindered my productivity and how I was feeling. Like wasting time on the internet sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. I think I was doing that a lot at the beginning of the pandemic. What about Margie emotionally? What were you seeing with these young people? I think everybody had good days and bad days, you know, and uh, it would be hard when students would just disappear, you know, or not show up to class and then trying to chase them, quote unquote, chase them down to find out, making sure they're okay, first of all. Yeah. And then, you know, things such as that. Um, what do you do in that scenario as a teacher? You email constantly, you contact, try and get their parents involved. Um, Do you, how did you change as a teacher during that time? How did I change as a teacher? Um, You know, it was a cross between you had to keep expectations and a certain demand for excellence there, but at the same time, be patient and so, and then communicate too. I think we take communication for granted when we're in person, you know, and even with masks now, it's like, there's some students that I don't know what they really look like. And it's really hard to, to, to gauge, you know, their mood or if they're upset or, you know what I'm saying? Because you, you, you know, you just don't have that sort of, you know, ability to, to communicate in, in sort of nonverbal way. So I think that was also a super challenging thing about being online is that everything did have to be really like explicit like you had to you know ask you know are you okay you know and things such as that Margie As an art teacher, you probably have a little bit more of a unique window into your students than maybe, I don't want to speak poorly of like math teachers, but something that... (laughs) Our math teachers at our school would say that, yes, math is very expressive. I'm sure it is. Um, Maybe not the creative freedom as much as with art. So that puts you in this unique position, right? Do you feel like you do get this different look into your students than maybe some of your colleagues do? I think so. I mean, plus we spend so much time together. I mean, that's the other thing I always say to students. You know, we spend 15 hours a week together. So, you know, communicate with me here. Communicate with me here. What did you mean by that? Well, just sometimes, you know, you know, students are, you know, having a bad day and they don't want to communicate. And sometimes you just have to let them be. And if it continues on for days on end, you finally have to say, we're spending, you know, we spend so much time together. So, you know, this is a two-way thing. It's like, I think another way of teaching, it's, you know, it's very much a collaborative process, especially for art, you know, it's not only collaborative amongst the students learning from each other, 
you know, we learn from the students, you know, every student is different. So it's constantly um, an evolving experience. Has that unique position for you, Margie, versus like we're saying, some of your colleagues, when do you remember that being especially difficult? I mean, I'm not saying like, tell us a specific story of the student, but do you have times and moments in your career that you think that unique window was especially difficult? It's really hard when students go through a lot, you know, whether it's family difficulty, you know, just any sort of difficulty and seeing them struggle. I think, you know, so, you know, it's the obvious statement to say that like oftentimes when, you know, you're young, this is the first time you're ever experiencing some things. And so just to kind of put yourself back in that mindset of just like, oh yeah, like, this has happened five million times to me. You know, I failed something so many times now. That, like, it doesn't matter to me anymore. But like the first time, you know, you you experience these different things. It can be very um, traumatic and overwhelming for for a student. And I think that's one thing that can that always is very difficult is to to watch. But then, you know, the transformation oftentimes too. It's like a student could have a terrible sophomore year. And by the end of the junior year into their senior year, they're thriving. Do you remember times of having, like, when you noticed a student was going through this and you noticed it through something through their art? I think I think sometimes it, when they're not making the art is when you know that something's going on. I think that's okay. can be a really, you know, when they're not being productive, when they when when they're having a block or when they're saying they're having a block, it's that's usually indicative of something bigger going on. Is that an entry point for you then to talk to them to open up more or talk to their parents? Oftentimes, yeah. Yeah. Because I think this is the thing, and Leah, correct me if I'm wrong. I think one of the things that students realize when they come to their school, it's like art, it's not just about like having fun anymore. You know what I mean? It's like serious work and you're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. Um, You're going to hate what you're, you know, like every artist will tell you, like they go through a phase where like, they like what they're doing and then all of a sudden like they can't stand it and then you know you go back and you're like you do you come back around to it so it's sort of you know you just have to stick with the process I think I would still that's just like I would be in bad mood in general and it's still like I would oh I would much rather be here making art than like in another class or something or like doing other like chores but I think that's just like everyone has like bad days and even doing something that they like really love sometimes like they're just not feeling it that day. Margie are you still feeling that your um that your students and you too as an educator are you still working through and processing what the last two years have been and how they've yeah are you where are you seeing your students still process it yeah definitely are they struggling or are they happy to be back what are you seeing I think it's a little bit of both sometimes, you know, I think, um, you know, again, some students, you know, we've talked about this, like the students who are graduating this year, they were only in school for a year and a half, you know what I'm saying? And so I think they sort of, some students sort of miss the time. I think younger students don't fully comprehend like what expectations are and like kind of what their job as a student actually involves, you know what I'm saying? Um, Yeah, I think also, too, it has uh, expectations for yourself, too. I think, you know, students are still sort of 
I don't know if easing into the quote-unquote like new reality or or what they actually sort of feel that they've lost. What are you still processing and what do you feel you've lost? I don't know if I necessarily see it as loss. I, I see it more in what can, what can we re- regain potentially, you know, and I think not necessarily like going back to like exactly how everything used to be. There's a certain heaviness I, I feel, and I feel that students have a more sense of, um, I'm not going to say doom, but <laughs> like there's more of a feeling, you know, maybe of like dread and uncertainty and, you know, what is the future really going to look like and things such as that. So I think, you know, our jobs as educators is to to keep focusing on, you know, their future and all of their potentials of what they could do, you know, as artists and thinkers and beers in the world. So how about you, Leah? You're this was a huge part of your reality as a student at the academy. Or do you feel like there's anything you're still grieving or growing from or of the last two years? I don't know. Sometimes like when I like go into like the freshman's class at ours I'm like man that would have been fun if I could have done that in person last year but I mean there's nothing I can really do about it so I'm not gonna worry about it and stress about it I think I'm like way stronger as a person and as an artist and happier and like more productive and just doing better in general like taking care of myself more good That's good to hear. I'm sure that's really good for Margie as your teacher to hear as well. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. We're one step closer to a referendum on the city's new war map. The city council rules committee is filing its proposed map today so it could be on the June 28th ballot. The Latino caucus has been pushing a competing map with more Latino majority wards and fewer black wards. It's looking more and more likely the decision could be made by voters. 27 candidates have applied to be the new 11th Ward Alderperson following the conviction of former Alderman Patrick Daly Thompson. We'll find out exactly who's on that list later this week. There's some good news to get you through. Our friend, author, and playwright Natalie Moore just dropped her newest work, The Billboard, a play about abortion. If you could stop by a local bookstore and pick up a copy, please do so. It's been two years since the pandemic started. We want to know, what were you doing March 2020 when the world stopped? I want to hear your voicemails, my friends. So call us and leave one at 773-780-0246. Leave your name, your neighborhood, and what were you doing before Illinois went into lockdown? Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. Coolio and a one and a two and a one.